are you any business that you have and you're setting yourself apart to be a leader and to teach people almost to expect that you have a book now they're like oh do you have a book can i go find it on amazon so it's almost a foundational piece do you have a podcast do you have a ted talk or or a signature speak somewhere speech do you have a book where can i go find out more about you welcome to the business ownership podcast brought to you by awareness strategies helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nidalek, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Michelle. Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, Michelle, Michelle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, awesome. So tell everybody who you are and what you do for business. Yeah, I own a publishing company. I'm a writing coach, a book coach, and a destined for more coach if you feel like you really are here to step into a bigger calling, a bigger destiny. And I help people figure out how a book might help them do that, but it's not really about the book. And I hope we're going to get into that. Nice. I love it. Before we do get into that, how did you get into book publishing and coaching as your things? Yeah, that's, you know, life takes us through convoluted paths, right? Mm -hmm. We think we're down one path and sure, we take a left or a right turn. I published my first book 25 years ago. Uh, back when it was really just Vanity Press or Big Five Publishing, right? There wasn't a lot in between. And so I self-published 25 years ago. And I'd been doing a lot of marketing consulting then for small businesses, helping them do some marketing. And uh, I, I had to think, what was it before social media, like flyers <laughs> and direct mail and all of that? And so when I published my book about marketing, I then took that into my consulting and, and explained how the book helped me and build my business. And over the 25 years, it's just morphed. Nice. I love it. So when you used your book, um, as you say, direct marketing, a lot of times I remember we print off the books and then <laughs> send them to somebody go, hey, this might be of interest to you. Is that kind of the the idea that you were going with or is there something kind of more to it? Do you have a process that you've developed? How does that work? Yeah, so it's so different now, right? right. It's like, <laughs> so different now. Uh, and really, it's a good thing. There's so many more options. Authors and people who want to have a book uh, have a lot of options available to them. And sometimes you'll send out a book as a calling card, as a business card to a prospective client and say, here's more about me. Here's my expertise. And whether the client, prospective client ever reads the book isn't necessarily the point. It just shows that you're an expert in your field. But also you can use it as lead gen. We're talking to entrepreneurs here, business owners. So I'm going to go down that route, right? Yeah. It can be lead gen, but it can also open doors for speaking, consulting, all kinds of things. It's amazing how you know, I say I've got a TED Talk, I've got books out, and people will hire me or reach out to me having never watched my TED Talk or read my books. Just saying it gives me credibility. And that often is enough for an entrepreneur. But we also do want to sell books. We want to get the books out there. And there's a million ways to do it. Social, direct mail, Amazon, other distributors, book signings speaking engagements, right? There's so many ways. Right. So you made an interesting comment that it's not really about the content in the book. It's about 
the, the idea of doing it. And well, well, uh, well, uh, yes. Is there still, is there still without people reading books as much as they did once upon a time, is there still as much notoriety in, Ooh, you're an author as there once was. So, well, it's twofold. Yep. If you are a thought leader in your industry or you're a coach or you, any business that you have and you're setting yourself apart to be a leader and to teach People almost expect that you have a book now. They're like, oh, do you have a book? Can I go find it on Amazon? So it's almost a foundational piece. Do you have a podcast? Do you have a TED Talk or, or a signature speak somewhere, speech? Do you have a book? Where can I go find out more about you? And everybody's used to social. So they'll go look you up on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, depending where you hang out, your people hang out. And then the next step, do you have a book? Do you have a speech? What's the next step? So it becomes a foundational piece. The more you want to establish, establish yourself really as a leader in your industry. Nice. Well, you mentioned in the intro that it's kind of who you become by writing the book or what you discover about yourself. And I want to delve into that a little yeah. bit because I want to know, does it matter? Like a lot of people are saying you have to have this kind of story arc between your book your ted talk your business so that people know and understand who you are and what you are is that kind of how you approach it or is there something kind of more to your juice than that yeah and i'm glad we came back to that because yeah. i made this flippant comment that it's <laughs> not really so much about the content of the book right but of course it is about the content of the book as right. well yeah. um but here so i'm going to go backwards a little bit yeah i like to start with purpose i like to start with why are you in business why do you want a book who are you here to serve what is your reason for having a business and getting up in the morning um why do you do what you do and we start there and if we start there then there is going to be an arc between a talk a podcast a book your social whatever even though it it may not be the direct from here to here line that some coaches teach, right? Because we're all multidimensional. But if you keep that in mind first, then there will be an arc, right? So purpose is underneath everything that I do. No matter where you go, how long you've been following me, I talk about purpose. It's underneath everything, right? And so whether you come to me and say, I want to write a book or I want to publish on the market, whatever it is, I'm going to be talking about purpose. So I like to start there with other people. What is underneath everything? Let's start there. And then that will naturally come across to all the different avenues that you have to, to promote or talk about your work. And you also mentioned something else, which is, and I forget how you, how you said it, but when you write a book, it's a very deep dive into unveiling who you really are and what many first-time writers and authors don't realize is the massive self-up-leveling that they will do in the process of actually writing their book. Nice. Well, let's talk about that because I know that you work with people to be able to help them not only to write the book, but to 
to get to that point in their business where they feel that fulfillment, where they're feeling kind of that you want to be to to go to work in the morning. And and I'm thinking, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that part of this process of writing the book and figuring out what their fundamentals are, is that they find that despite maybe being stuck in in the actual day to day doldrums. Yeah. So it takes a lot of courage, right? It so I've heard it said that entrepreneurship is the biggest spiritual journey ever. <laughs> Excuse me. So is writing a book. And, you know, I'm sure there's lots of others climbing Mount Everest, right? It's whatever your path is. But it takes a lot of courage because once you put it out on paper, all the self-doubt comes up. Not just am I good enough, but what if my second cousin reads this? and didn't know this about me. Like, am I gonna be able to show up at the holidays again, right? It's all these weird things. Is this throwing Uncle Joe under the bus because he said something weird to me when I was six years old? All these weird self-talk um, doubts come in our mind. And what happens is we become very clear about what we really want to say because it's gonna go on the paper and it's going to get published but I don't want anybody to worry about that at before they've gotten to complete first draft because what happens is then we self-edit and we write what we think other people want to hear we write what we think is going to be oh this is good this will be accepted by my audience everybody will love this this is great content but it doesn't have your heart it doesn't have your nuance. It doesn't have your thought leadership. So I like to go under that. Say, don't worry about Uncle Joe or your second cousin. Write it on the page. We can edit it. I never have to read it. But if you write it, you'll get underneath. Why does that bother you? What is it you're hoping to say? What is it you really want to stand out for? What is it that you need to say to really step into your purpose, your destiny, your calling. I love it. So when when somebody's kind of delving into this, because I know a lot of kind of what I'm going to say, Gen Xers and baby boomers have an issue with <laughs> vulnerability in that it's like, man, we're not supposed to air our dirty laundry. And it, so then it becomes difficult to figure out what is that line between vulnerability and right. little TMI. <laughs> totally right and that's the whole thing like i i'm self-identified boomer i get it even though i also self-identify with gen x but but you that's perfect because you have the experience of taking this out of people and going this is what we want to hear this is what makes your story exciting because if it, like you said if it's all surface level and very pretty it really doesn't sell because nobody cares anymore right like, they nobody want cares something to be able to attach to it's not you it's not your heart there's a difference between privacy and secret there's a and discernment all of this comes into it it's like i post all kinds of things about my family on social media that makes me human i don't publish anything that's private or secret right it's just a discernment hey we're enjoying the holidays i would never go into detail about that or air dirty laundry and the same thing happens in the book mm -hmm. right we will help you discern what is vulnerable, a story, engaging, something that I want to read, something that you may want to read, or this is like TMI, 
right? And people always worry about, um, you know, do I really have to share this? Mm -hmm. And we have to step into our biggest, bravest self Mm -hmm. and look at who it's going to serve, who it's going to help. Mm-hmm. and just kind of get over ourselves a little bit but <laughs> I'm not going to let you publish anything that you're going to feel ashamed about right. worried about I, I never want any I never want to push someone beyond I like to push beyond comfort but not into an area where you feel shamed right. right well and I think too being able to get it out and then have somebody like you go through it I was like, okay, let's look at this point. And this one is fantastic. This is awesome. Well, and I think there's the elements of life that everybody can relate to, right? There, Everybody's got the crazy aunt. I love being the crazy aunt. So if somebody wrote about me, I'm like, <laughs> which they might think, mm, do I really want to put this out? And then somebody like me comes along and goes, I think it's fantastic. It's awesome. Of course, I want to put it out. Right. And, and, and that can become shocking to people because they don't um, realize that other people just aren't as attached to some things (laughs) as others might be. That's exactly right. And we all have different triggers and traumas and experiences and conditionings and something that you might feel, oh my gosh, that's, that's absolutely not okay. I'd be like, yeah, it's totally fine and vice versa. (laughs) And so what I say is I'm going to help you get it on paper. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to read through it and feel how it how it is and then send it to me right or we'll talk through which pieces you want to send to me but don't not put it on paper because that's editing and you're not in editing stage yet you're in create creativity stage I love it well and I think it's such an important conversation to have because as I've always kind of said to my students is that skeletons live in the closet as soon as you open up the door and light hits them all of a sudden they vanish and it's like well that was nothing but it right. causes so much stress on us when they're still in the closet. And <laughs> like, we got to keep the door shut. We're struggling to keep the door shut. And then when we open it, it's like, oh, well, that was nothing. Uh, and I think it makes such a huge difference, especially to business owners, especially when they are getting to a certain level where they start to plateau. They don't realize what kind of things are stopping them from succeeding at that next level, whether it's the 1 million level, the 10 million level, whatever it is that's um, getting to them because they think I can't do it this way because of the story and the skeletons in the closet. And once that's opened up, it's like, oh, I can totally do business this way. Okay. And off we go. And, and we don't know what we don't know. Right. <laughs> I mean, when, when people come to me and, and, and say, you know, something about like, oh, I want this font. I'm like, well, you can't read that in Kindle. They're like, really? I didn't know that. You don't know what you don't, don't know. know. Yep. Right. And so you need someone to guide you through moving over the one million dollar mark, which is so like challenging and difficult. And right. And then the 10, like all these milestones, same thing with writing and publishing. We need mentors and coaches to help us guide us through these things. So let's look at that, um, the nuance of the book and kind of writing for business because there can be many different ways of writing for business and why you would want to do it. What are some of the reasons that somebody might want to write for business? Yeah. Well, I heard two different questions. So um, the reason people would want to write for business 
number one is you get really super clear about where you are, what you want to say, what you're promoting, who you are. So I'm in the process of writing another book right now. And I keep going back at, do I believe this? Do I want to say this? Is this what I want to put out? And then I might test it on social to see what the response will be, right? A little bit. It's not second guessing myself. It's like really feeling into, do I really believe this? Or is it just something I've been saying for 20 years, right? <laughs> yeah. So writing a book is going to help you get really clear, especially if you want to go speak, if you're doing social media, if you're doing podcasts, all those kinds of things, it will help you get clear about what your personal mm, message is, yeah. right? But the other reason to write the book from a business perspective are some of the things we've talked about earlier. It gives you a huge credibility. It turns you instantly into a thought leader. Use whatever word you want. Some people hate that phrase, right? It doesn't matter. But it, it gives you the credibility that you know what you're talking about, right? When I say I've written a book about marketing, well, when I used to say it, it gave me instant credibility. And so that's important for entrepreneurs who want to go out and market in a new way through social, through speaking, through podcasting, all these things that we're doing now to market businesses, it also is works as a calling card. I had a PR agency. I had the owner send me her book one day, totally unsolicited. And I'm reading it one night, you know, with a glass of wine. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. She really knows her stuff. And I hired her. Nice. Right? So that works. That totally works. Um, it grows your network. It can be an opt-in. It can be a giveaway. I mean, so, so many things. It can open the doors for podcasting, speaking. Love it. So does somebody have to be at a position where kind of they know what their their business kind of what I call the ladder of ascension, their product lines are, and that the book fits into that so that they're yeah. promoting it? Or if they're at the new point, can they be at a new point where they're like, oh, I don't know, we're we're kind of testing things and we'll see what happens. They need to be at the point where in their heart they have a nudge. Hmm, I think I want to write a book. They don't have that. It's not enough. time to write a book. And there's plenty <laughs> of people that don't have that. Or there's plenty of people that say, yeah, maybe someday I'll write a book. I'm not feeling it today, right? Mm -hmm. but there's other people who are like, yeah, I keep being told I should write a book or I've been thinking about writing a book for a decade or I think I got to write a book. Those are the people that are ready. Those are the people. So it doesn't matter yet what product lines you have, what you want to promote, because we want your heart in the book. We want your stories we'll tie it into your business. If mm -hmm. that's your goal, you can always tie it into your business. But the most important thing is, you know, it's yours to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's part of your calling, you know, it's part of your next step. You may be resisting it. You may be in fear. You may be in overwhelm. You may be, I just don't know what I don't know. But if it's on your heart, then it's, it's yours to do. Nice. And if somebody wants to use this as a platform to say, go do more speaking and, and speak on behalf of their company, uh, is it necessary that, that the book is kind of about their business and them and what's going on for them? Or is it maybe more effective if it's about them as an individual and how they've kind of progressed where they are or a variation thereof? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it depends. There are business people that specifically write a book about their business and use it. I have a client who does utility management, right? 
pretty high end, pretty specific. The book's about that. She right. goes, she speaks at conferences, people that do things like, you know, put electric across the community, right? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> right. specific, and the book is about that. But she has stories in there about how she's done consulting to help people get from A to B, how to help them open up new avenues of communication, how to work with different generations in this hybrid model, right? So she has stories in there that makes it unique to her. So she gets invited to the conferences. Nice. So when somebody's looking at working with you, is there kind of a, a process that you take them through? Is there kind of a, describe that a little bit if somebody comes to you, kind of what you want them to have prepared ahead of time or not? <laughs> right. So the first thing is, do you just have an idea? If you just have an idea, you come into our writing path, we help you think through, you get on calls with me, we do writing together, we do group writing together, I do some personal coaching, we figure out what's going to be in your outline, and are you going to write the book or hire a ghostwriter? Because a lot of business people actually hire ghostwriters, but still get their personal voice in, right? So we start there. If you already have like 20,000 words on paper, which lots of people do, they've been taking notes, they have courses, they have podcasts transcribed, all kinds of things, then maybe you want to go straight into working with an editor. And so if you have lots of words on paper, 20,000 or more, you want to move into the publishing path, right? If you've already published a book and it's just sitting there and you don't know what to do, then you want to go into our marketing area. So it's three distinct areas. And, um, you know, most people start with this in writing, but I have people come in at every level. I love it. So in a moment, I'm going to ask you about a Cinderella story. But before I do that, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Are you running a business over seven figures, but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap. So I am super excited. Share with us a Cinderella story of one of your clients. Well, I, I have a lot. Lots of our clients have gone through huge transformations, but I think the most famous, because she talks about it all the time, is our author, uh, Toby, who is pretty well known because she went to prison for uh, breaking someone out of prison. And she brought us her half-completed manuscript about her story. And we started going through it together. And I realized she had so much wisdom based on what she'd been through, how she changed her life, turned her life around, had wisdom for other women, what caused her to get to that place, all the trauma that she had endured. So what started to be a story about the facts, I broke someone out of prison, I went to prison, I turned my life around, turned out to be this remarkable story of resiliency, transformation, God's grace, as I might call it, use whatever word you want there that fits with you, right? 
Um, and a beautiful story of how now she helps other women so they don't feel backed into a corner because she felt really backed into a corner right. through her own personal journey. Um, it's a beautiful story. We still got the facts in. It's still, yeah. it's a great book, but we were able to weave in this transformation and it's a much better book. And she talks about it a lot. That's yeah. beautiful. And yes, I can imagine how, how backed into a corner you would have to feel to be able to take on the whole, whole system like that. Right. That is awesome. Makes me want to read it. So yeah, but, what are some of the struggles that somebody might be having as they're listening to this and going, oh, Michelle, I need you so badly. Yeah. So the the big one, especially for entrepreneurs is we have a million thoughts in our head. We don't know how to start. It's like, I just, I, I want to write about this. I want to write about that. I'm a weight loss coach. Should I write about carbs? Should I write about keto? Should I write about exercise? Should I just write about the personal journey? And here's what my sister did. And here's what my cousin did and blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'm like, take a breath. <laughs> Let's start with what your purpose is. Right. What are you here to teach? And then we build from that. So where most people get stuck first is just too much in their head and they can't get an outline. They can't get a good um, structure for what they want to write about. The second place people get stuck is they write and they write a beautiful book or a beautiful first draft. And then they're like, this sucks. I'm going to tear it up. Nobody wants to read this. I mean, without, almost without exception, every author goes through that. Even authors, I, I work with one author. She's written 20 books. Every time I get her manuscript, she's like, this sucks. Tell me what you're going to do with it. I won't be offended if you just throw it away. Just let me know. Give me the bad news. Aww. And of course... Every author goes through that at some point. And we are not looking for the bad. We're looking for the pearls. We're looking for the gems. We're looking to make it better. Yeah. And so I would tell um, any writer or want to be writer, no matter where you are, this is, you're not alone in your thinking. Don't beat yourself up. Yeah. We'll help you. Get, oh, get and that's so sweet. I love it. And it reminds me of a, I don't know who it was or what it was, but somebody was so tired of hearing people say that they said, okay, if you have the most boring story and, or you think you have nothing to write about, we want you to submit to us and we'll pick the 10 top boring stories to go after. And they went after them and all of them were phenomenal. We just, we all put ourselves in this position of nobody's going to care. And it's so not true. We're fascinated right. by humanity. I love it. So um, tell me this, our listeners are definitely want, going to want more from you. How do they start that journey with you? The easiest way is to go to the authorpath.com and there you can opt in, take a little survey to find out where you are on the path. Um, if you want to really step into a bigger calling, there's a whole self-assessment under Destined for More about the workbook and a master class about are you destined for more and self-assess. So I've got so much on the author path. Start there. But that's awesome. We will, of course, have all of Michelle's links in the show notes. So go ahead and scroll down, open up in a new browser because we're not done yet. So Michelle, I get to ask, yeah, at what point in life did you know you were especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Um, 
think I was six. Fine. What was going on? Uh, I don't know that I called it that. Well, of course not. <laughs> right. Um, and usually and it's I want money. Back, and, and looking back, it's one of those weird connect the dots things. But I tell you, I was 60 before I connected the dot. Wow. Um, I opened up all my Dr. Seuss books and all my um, books and created library cards and checked them out to all my friends and family. And they had to come to my bedroom and check out a book at looking back feels very entrepreneurial. And the fact that I was uh, working with books back then just kind of blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's so cute. That's adorable. Oh, well, I'm glad your parents encouraged you <laughs> or didn't pay attention, attention you know or, part of that ignored you and allowed you to have your crazy moment <laughs> that gen x boomer generation where you were kind of told you know yeah take care of yourself a little bit <laughs> that's super cute you have been absolutely awesome any last words for our peeps apart that i love your name oh there um, <laughs> no matter where you are in your journey as an entrepreneur if it's in your heart it's yours to do take the next step Yes, there'll be fear, but step into courage and take the next step, whatever that is for you. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Michelle. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Thank you, Michelle. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Are you running a business over seven figures, but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.